And now, coming to you from the classiest radio station on the air. Talking about it once. And welcome back to our second episode of In the Hole podcast, all about sports, gambling, anything you need to know. I am Baker. I am alongside Parm. What's going on, guys? And Nate. Thank you for listening again. <laughs> and we had a we had a lot of fun with our first one. I hope you guys picked some of our picks. We went four and two, I do believe, on the ones that we took during our first episode. So I want to turn it over to Nate real quick. He's going to reintroduce or talk about more about Twitter and where you can find our podcast so you viewers can or listeners can listen to us on the internet. Nate, take it away. On Twitter, type in I-T-H-S-P-O-R-T podcast. That's I-T-H sport podcast to follow us to see the picks, to see how we're doing, to see that you are going to be making money and not being some schlump who keeps digging yourself farther in the hole. Um, <laughs> yeah, give us a follow. We'll retweet the episodes out. Uh, we'll keep giving advice throughout the week. Uh, we'll just stay updated when we uh, aren't on the podcast. One of my favorite words, schlump. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyways, so... We're going to kick today's podcast off. Um, March Madness started already. ACC tournament, biggest tournament. We talked a little bit about it last time on Monday. Same thing. It's kicking off. A lot of our teams are starting to play today with Virginia. This is this is early for, I think it's a 12 o'clock game on Thursday. Virginia, minus 10, I do believe. And... I got to say, I know we talked about Virginia last time, boys, but and, and staying away from it, but I'm going to like them this game. I'm going to like them. I think NC State stinks. I think they stink on ice. I think Virginia runs away with this game. They have something to prove. What do you guys think? Nate, you want to go first or you want me to go? I'll let you kick it off. All right. No, I do kind of agree with Baker on that one. Um, I, I don't think – I think Virginia is a team that is going to probably win you a couple of games. I mean, they're good enough to 100%. They're the one seed in this tournament, if I remember, right? They are. They are. So I can see them. I mean, this is a game. They've had some rest. Uh, um, I'm fine with this game taking taking them in the points. But uh, I just think three weeks down the road, I don't think they're going to have that same that same muster. So I go with Bakes on this one, too. I'd rack that. I would as well, yeah. That's all I have to say about it. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> I I definitely do agree with that statement about three weeks down the road. And honestly, I might even change that into one day down the road. I think <laughs> yeah. when, when Virginia actually plays somebody good, better than NC State, I think they might be in trouble. I think NC State is a team that is kind of, you look at their record like, oh, they're not bad, but really, um, I'm not impressed. I'm not, I haven't been impressed all year with them. Virginia, I, I think they just overpower them. You know, the other thing, though, I will say this is um, I can see, you know what I would honestly take? I would probably take, this game is at 1230 tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I would almost take, um, I'd have to see what the first half line is, but Virginia even first half. Isn't Clemson playing, they're playing, they played today and they got to turn around and play at 1230 tomorrow afternoon. Um, and I don't think that's easy to do. 
they play NC State, and I, I agree with that. I I do think that's one of my favorite plays is when I see a line like ten and a half, and you're kind of unsure. Take that, take that first half line. And, yeah, and I bet you the first half is floating anywhere from like four to six. Yeah, I think you catch that because Virginia is going to be a little bit rested. They might be a little sluggish to start in the first few minutes, but I think you ride that wave. And I think that um, I don't know. It's tough to play back to back. It really is, especially on a neutral site. Back to back, high intensity tournament yeah. style basketball. A lot of defense yeah. in your face, and I think that you know it'll be one of those games where Clemson doesn't score, or excuse me, um, and North State. Carolina State. Yeah, NC State doesn't score a ton to begin with. They only scored fifty nine points today versus Clemson, and Clemson's not very good. So I think if they score forty nine versus or fifty nine versus Clemson, I don't even know if they break sixty again this go around. And not to mention. The over unders one thirty two and a half under. I don't hate the under. under. I don't hate. I think at Virginia might score seventy, and NC State might score thirty. Yeah, yeah I mean they are they've already scored twenty five in, in a game this year. I, you you definitely I definitely could see. Obviously, it's not going to be seventy to thirty, but I could definitely see it realistically a sixty fifty two game. I just changed uh, my pick. I'm going. My pick is going to be Virginia under that game. Talk myself into it. No, well, maybe. NC State scored maybe. 26 points in the first half today. Yeah, that's what I meant. Then they got to turn around and play at noon. Like, these guys are not yeah. used to playing at 1230. I don't care what anybody says. It's tough to go from playing typically, what, 7, 8 o'clock at night most nights um, to playing at 1230. I, I think that's tough. Mm-hmm. Especially, isn't it like spring break for these guys? So they're sitting there on their phones, checking their Twitter, checking their Instagram, and everyone's getting drunk, and they're just like, wow. We're, instead, we got to go to bed at 10, and we're playing at a 12 o'clock game because we're the fucking 8 seed. Unless they've got Rick Pitino's style coach. <laughs> I like yeah, actually, it. my play is Virginia under. That's that's what I'm going with. Nate, locked that one in. Virginia under, locked in. Locked Nate, in. Nate, we, we need to get like a locked in sound. Or we do like a vault, like a boom. That's that's on you, <laughs> that's on you. Nate. That's on you. <laughs> All right, the second, the second game that's that's coming up in the ACC tournament is there's no line out yet. Florida State, Virginia Tech. So, Tech minus one. You got a line minus I one. I don't have a line right now. Virginia Tech. Tech. We're super professional. <laughs> super professional. We have dogs in the podcast booth, that's all. We're just hip and trendy. Let's see here. Did you find a line with minus one, Nate? I thought so. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's actually, yeah. as of right now, it could end up being a, uh, a pick em, but right now it's Virginia Tech minus one. I don't know if I like that game, honestly. Yeah, I'd probably stay away from that one. I mean, Virginia Tech, what are they, 24-7 this year? Yep. Okay, when they boys. Each other. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you my take on Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech has their best player, or second best player. They shoot a lot of threes. Played today. They're streaky. They're a streaky team. They scare me every time. I will probably not touch this game. If I had to gun in a hand, you said gun to head. You said Virginia Tech minus one. Yeah, uh, I lean a gun to head. I'd stay away. Still, they've recently yeah, lost to Florida State. 
Yeah. In overtime. I was going to say, this game, this game actually does stink. I mean, but I will say this, though. you got to give Virginia Tech, like, I'm going to read you off their last few games. They lost. They are one, two, three, four, five, six of their last eight, okay? And in those games, they beat Duke at home. They beat Notre Dame, and they beat Miami twice. Um, they lost by Virginia, or lost to Virginia by six. And then, yeah, they lost to Florida State. So, I don't know. I kind of see a redemption game. I'll tell you what, as much as I say something about Virginia Tech, I know I would run through a wall for Buzz Williams. I would. I'm going to say it right now. I would 100% run through a wall for Buzz Williams. He is probably one of my favorite coaches in all of basketball. And, yeah. That's all right. I talked myself right. into it. This isn't a walk, but I'm going to say if I had to pick, I'm going to go Virginia Tech. Don't hate it. Don't hate it. Moving on, the rest of the ACC tournaments yet to be determined right now. Um, North Carolina has no has no opponent. Neither does Duke. North Carolina is probably going to play Louisville. I think last time I checked, Louisville was starting to run away with that game. Duke waiting the winner of Pitt, Syracuse later tonight. Um, you see Bolden's not playing for Duke for the ACC tournament. Yeah, it don't matter because Zion's back. Honestly, yeah, it, does, it doesn't matter. I, I think I think once Zion's back that they're going to I think Duke could possibly run away with this tournament um, if fully healthy. I mean, but, they do well in the ACC tournament a lot, all the time. Like they've won plenty of ACC tournaments. And that's tough. I agree, and that's that's Coach K say. though. Yeah, it could be. It definitely could be Coach K for sure. He's just one. I mean, of the he best just finds a way. To, no, but he just finds a way to get his team to be prepared by the end of the season, right around like middle of March. Yeah, he is the best coach of all time. So definitely could be something about him. He's up there. Um, and North, the North Carolina game, as a North Carolina fan, I'm actually nervous because they they'll probably end up playing Louisville. And I think Louisville, looking at it, is the best um, first buy team in this tournament, uh, in my opinion, between the five seed through eight seed. I think they're, they're seeded as a seven right now. And I think they're um, honestly the best middle team out of them all. Scare me a little bit. They can shoot it. Um, but then again, North Carolina has been hot. So that's it. That's a game I'd like to see. I would like to see the line when it comes out. Um, especially if they're playing Louisville, North Carolina already lost Louisville once this year, mm-hmm. but, and then again, like we said last time they they might be playing for Roy and, and Kobe White's really playing real well. Masir little, the other freshman is starting to come into his own. So we'll see what they got. Um, any thoughts on that, that one guys? No, I get what you're saying. That's tough to tough to pick right now. Yep, yeah. It really is because without seeing them and without seeing what the line is, I don't think I could pick something yet. All right, agree. All right, Nate. Um, why don't you why don't you take a, take us into your next um, game that you like on our docket? Um, I believe that would be Indiana and Ohio State. I wouldn't say this. Can I talk about it? I wouldn't say this is a game I necessarily, quote unquote, like, <laughs> because I hate Ohio State, and the only reason I'll ever like Indiana is because of Yogi Ferrell. Because I mean, how that's a sick name, Yogi. <laughs> um, <laughs> Indiana's minus one and a half, and the over under is one twenty eight point five. Um, I mean, I don't know, it's. Indiana 
they've beaten Michigan State twice this season. They're basically playing for a tourney bid. Um, they've won their last four games, one of them against Wisconsin uh, and one of them against Michigan State. Problem is they can't shoot free throws. And as any basketball fan knows, the tournament kind of comes down to free throws in close games. Uh, 66% free throw shooters, 46% field goal from the season. Um, I don't know. What's your take on Indiana at this point? Um, Indiana, I don't know much about the Big Ten. I, I, I actually take that back. I, I bet, I bet I'll, quite a bit of Big Ten basketball. I do know I bet this game specifically earlier this year. Ohio State was getting points. I took Ohio State. They won 55-52. Yep. So I do remember a little bit about this game. I know Ohio State and Indiana is – they were great back in the mid-2000s. Um, 2010s, uh, but I I stay away from this. Like you said, uh, Indiana's 15 and 16 against spread. Ohio State 12 and 19. That's just ugly. I think Parm said something that's great, which is hammer the under. Mm-hmm. Hammer the big under. Ten. Honestly, I would say you could probably bet majority of Big Ten conference games right now and just hit the under. Mm-hmm. Even if you need to buy it up like four or five points, so if you see one that's like 129 and a half, Buy it to like 134, 135. Dude, and this one's 128 and a half. Yeah. 128 and a half. I mean, it's it's, I that low. it's that low for a reason. So yeah. uh, I like I like the under in this game more than the actual team. Um, well, and, I, and I think as teams start going along, I think that, uh, I don't know, you play three or four games in a row, your legs are going to start to wear out. And I just don't think that you're going to be fast breaking as much. I don't think that you're going to have as many, you know, jumpers are going to be hit as much. I think free throws down the stretch. And it's just a mental wear on you. So I do think that as the next couple of days go on, I would look for some serious unders. This is where I would catch them. Ohio State, they get Caleb Wesson back too because he's missed the last few games. And they just pound the ball down low with him. So they're just uh, a pain they can team. Score, they can score twos all day if I'm taking the under. Yeah. Just don't no threes. <laughs> threes is where it gets scary. They only shoot 33% too from uh, three-point range. And you see a lot of those guys zone up. So you see, I mean, that's like 25 to 30 seconds on the shot clock just taken up every single time. Yeah. Tick, 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 tick. Yo, so one game that I also do like that is not on the board yet, but I guarantee you, I think it's being played this Saturday. So I don't know if we'll have a podcast podcast out for it by then. But if anybody's listening, I would bet, and there's actually a good one here. And I don't even know the spread yet, but I'm taking the UVM Catamounts this game. Listen to what I have to say. I'll play. Just Wait, Parm, like, Parm, can you just let us know <laughs> where you live quick? I used to live in Vermont. Oh, okay. Okay. Just <laughs> wanted to was, preface that. That's I all. I was in the gym the day of Syracuse losing to VM. So, yeah, I was there. Here we go, boys and girls. Story time. Yeah. I love it. Story time. So, anyways, but and I don't want to get off topic, but long story short, does anybody remember how UVM, uh, UVM how their season ended last year? No. Who, who in the right mind pays attention to the University of Vermont? They lost to – they were the number one seed, and they were playing at home, and they played University uh, – UMBC. Wow. And they were um, – I believe UMBC hit a three-pointer, I don't know, like with a 
second left, and UVM ended up losing the game. They were the one seed then, and they did not get a chance to go. And UMBC was like, I don't know, 500 in conference that year, roughly. Mm-hmm. So fast forward to this year. UVM is, I don't have exactly, the, hang on, they are 26-6 and six this year. They are 14-2 and two in conference, and they're the one seed. And who do you think they've lost two games to this year? UMBC. Both of them. Tough. They beat team three times. They've lost th- their last three games in a row to them. They're fast forward a year ahead of time. This Saturday, they're playing UMBC for a chance to go to the big dance. The game is at 11 a.m. on ESPN2. And I just don't think it happens two times in a row. And no matter what it is, I would hammer, and I mean hammer, UVM money line. Lock it in. Lock UVM it in. Money line. Parm is all over it tonight. Lock it in. And I mean, even if, um, I mean, I truly think UMBC might honestly, because they've beaten them the last three times, even though UVM is the home team. They're the one seed. I wouldn't be surprised if UMBC is very, very close to almost like a pick or a couple points coming from being on the road. So I like UVM in this game. I almost like that nearly as much as a Virginia under. I, I like it. I think that's that's something our viewers can uh, look for on Twitter coming up. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I mean, once the line comes out, maybe we adjust a little bit. Maybe if, like if Vermont's getting five, nah, you, I would say almost take that. You already locked it's it in. Of the money line. It's locked. Right, money line. Not going back. I say, well, then we'll double it twice. <laughs> It'll be a double dip back. Ooh. Our first double dip on the podcast. I'll I'll parlay like it. it with Vermont getting the points and then Vermont money line. I'm going to skip over our next game on the docket. I'm getting off of Vermont. Sorry, I can't. I, I, that's, I wasted too much time. Hey, that's all right. That's Are we all talking right. uh, Penn State, Minnesota? No, I'm going to let that. I'm going to let you talk about that one later on because i see that you have that for something special so i'm gonna gonna skip over that one and we're gonna go right to um georgetown versus seton hall and this is a game that i like i'm gonna talk very briefly you guys can add what you what you know about it right now the georgetown seton hall game we're talking about big east conference play right now uh georgetown is getting two and a half points i mean seton hall is favored by two and a half over under 151 and a half on going to hammer Georgetown here, and this is why I've actually played Georgetown a lot this year, uh, a couple times against Villanova, um, Creighton, and Seton Hall, and they are a sneaky team. Who they, Georgetown, they stay in games, and they they might lose. They might win. So far, you sound really confident. All the, all the time, every single time they play, it's down to the final, like, two minutes, one minute, and they cover. They they cover. Every time I bet them, I am 5-0, and mark it, 5-0 and on them this year. What's the line again? What's the line? The line is plus two and a half. Georgetown plus two and a half? Yep. yep. And Ooh. I'm going to go on record to say they lost by 15. Mm-hmm. 15 to Seton Hall earlier, like yeah. last month. And I don't care. I like Georgetown in this game. They will cover. They are going to give you a heart attack, but they will cover. They just beat yeah, Seton Hall a few weeks yeah. ago, too. 70 double overtime. 71. Yeah. Double overtime, yeah. But I don't know, man. Uh, Seton Hall is coming off two big wins. Yeah. Home versus Marquette. Home versus Villanova. Um, 
Seton Hall's a team that I always just worry about. Baker just mushed himself. He just said he went undefeated on it, so I'm fading it. Yeah. Yeah. That's fine. That's fine. You can talk to me after the game. That's fine. I'm going to fade him. Georgetown, they're going to be in it. They always are for me. They're going to be in it. I like that game. Does Patrick Ewing have any March left in him? Any March magic? He, he I might think you're, here's the worst part about when you hear like a team like Georgetown, you're like, ooh, that's like Patrick Ewing. That's like Allen Iverson. You're like that That big dude is still their coach. Oh, wait, it's his son. So I feel like you get hyped into betting Georgetown just because of their reputation. So I'm going to actually take Seton Hall. Nope, I don't because I hate Georgetown. And I like them this year just betting-wise because they cover. So Georgetown. Georgetown. Mm-hmm. Did you want to uh, give some NBA picks, or you guys still got more uh, hoops picks? Um, I'll leave that. I'll leave that up to Nate. I am good with college yeah. for today. Um, yeah, I got some college in me. Oh, okay, fire it away. Uh, back to the Big Ten, Penn State, Minnesota. I think okay. you the uh, again. We talked Big Ten earlier. The over-under is 135.5. I think you go under all day. All uh, Big Ten games go under. Minnesota won the earlier meeting 65-64 at home. Um, I mean, Penn State did beat Michigan. Garbage. Uh, I just I think this is just going to be a real garbage game that maybe scores like 60-58. to 58. Just... Real low, garbage. That's fair. Yeah, I say I think our mortal lock should all be Big Ten unders and just see how it goes. We should we should next year just bet all Big Ten unders. Yep, it'd work. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I I mean, yeah. I I was gonna say I I I'm, and I just know that these two teams are averaging sixty nine and. Uh, 68 points per game. That's, I mean, that's what, 137 over under is 135 and a half, and that's on average. So I can definitely see this going under 100%. Yeah. Um, yeah, I actually like a lot of the unders. Yeah. How right, about, let's, how about, uh, next? Georgetown's old conference, the Big East, with uh, Creighton Xavier? What's the line on that one? Uh, Creighton minus three over under is one forty and a half. I feel like Doug McDermott is still on Creighton. Like they always have someone just. That's why I'm saying college is so tough because you literally think that like, oh yeah, they have another Doug McDermott or yeah, like Duke has another JJ Redick. Like you're just you're always thinking that person's on their team somewhere. So, uh, for Xavier, their top scorer Najee Marshall is a game time decision. I'm sure he will play only because like this is uh, this is it. Um, maybe Tyus Battle not playing for Cuse tonight. Yeah, who cares though? I mean, dude decommits from Michigan, misses out on going to Final <laughs> Fours, national championships. Clearly, he's so a real smart guy. All right, before we continue to go Creighton and uh, this game Creighton Xavier, I think it needs to be well known that well it needs to be known that. Us three are so anti Syracuse <laughs> that we can we can we can say this 
and have a smile on her face and we'll be okay. Cuse is the graveyard of college basketball. People go there if you, if you say to the end their career. Cuse, I don't want to know you. <laughs> <laughs> it is. They, their coach is overrated. Their team is overrated. Their they coach kills someone. Let's call it spade a spade. Their coach oh, well, I, oh, oh, oh. I don't know. I said it. I said it. I mean, it is true, yes, but I, I am going to defend him because... Whatever, you would. I mean, I, I don't want I don't want that... I don't want the pod, this podcast to be about coaches killing people. I mean... I'm, Dude, it was... Dumb All right, actually, no, I'm not going to... Go ahead, that would have been bad. I, I am going to go out and say that we don't condone, condone violence on this podcast. <laughs> Thank are, you. We are very... Hey, we didn't encourage violence. Friendly. Did it, not us. Yeah, but that was an accident. I mean, we all hate Syracuse, but that was an accident. You can't say that. Sure. To our to our viewers, we all don't hate Beheim. I mean, we hate Beheim, but we don't hate him like this. Not right? as we, an individual, as a coach. Not as a not as a murderer. But, I don't know. I'm not. You guys speak for yourself. I'll speak for myself. <laughs> God. <laughs> all right, uh, Baker. This just in: I'm getting a report that we are now looking for a third member of our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> When I brought up Syracuse, I didn't think we were going to actually talk about that part of Syracuse. But um, it's well known that we all hate Syracuse, whether it's lacrosse, whether it's track and field, whether it is uh, space race, doesn't matter. And, and my story about why I hate Syracuse <laughs> will come for out another time. at for another some time. point. Yeah. You guys will thoroughly enjoy it. And all I will say is this, so you guys can tune in and listen. Understand, Mike Hopkins is the biggest P.O.S. piece of shit I've ever met in my life. Another day. All right, back to Creighton and Xavier. Nate, so who do you like in this game? Um, so with Marshall most likely not playing, I don't know, uh, the over-under is 140.5, like I said. I think you go under, um, and I, I'm, I'm going to pick Creighton. My, they're minus three, but I think Creighton's going to win this game. Yeah, I actually like Creighton too. I agree. They they are sixteen fourteen against spread. Xavier's thirteen seventeen. I'll just do that. They've right the I don't, they've I don't also know much about it. They've played twice this season. Creighton won the first one seventy six fifty four, um, and they won the second one sixty four sixty one in overtime. So both games nowhere near one hundred and forty points. So unless something. Unless the stars align and uh, Doug McDermott comes back, mm. I uh, I don't I don't see that one going to Xavier's way. Yeah, Dougie buckets, Dougie McBuckets. Uh, all right, you guys uh, want to go to NBA? Yep, I was just gonna say I'm gonna switch gears to the NBA quickly. Um, our our lineup for this for the NBA is Thunder's Pacers, Cavs Magic, Kings Boston. Lakers, Raptors, Minnesota, Utah, Dallas, Denver. Anybody like any of those games? Uh, I actually do like a couple. Hit me with them. Um, hang on, I just had it in front of me. Bear with me. You guys go ahead and start. I just had the, the slate in front of me. Hit me with the first game again. Cleveland Magic. Um, I actually like Cleveland. I, would, I have two games that I like on here. I'd have to wait until I see the line because it hasn't come out yet. But I like I said, one thing I really look for is teams going back to back. Orlando, Orlando, Orlando is in Washington tonight, and they're actually playing a really tough game. And I wouldn't be surprised if Orlando goes back home, 
they play Cleveland after having a couple days rest, and then not only do they play a really bad team, they play to the level of the bad team. So if you can catch Cleveland with some points and it's more than like five or six, I'd actually really eye Cleveland. It, and ever since they got Kevin Love back, they've actually been playing tough. For yeah, them. they haven't played that bad. So I would say, like I said, depending on what the line is that comes out, but I say anything over like six, I'd take them. What if I were to tell you that the line says Orlando minus eight? I would love it. I would say that's my other pick. Cleveland plus eight or whatever. Lock it in. Lock it in. Um, And then another game I like it. Say it. Say it. Say it. Say it. I know you're going to say it. I'm going with the fucking Celtics, man. (laughs) I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. I think that they're actually coming around. They played really bad after I thought they'd play really well last time. Dude, Celtics stink. But I, this is the, let me. The reason why I think they're going to win is because this is just another rule that I like to go with. West Coast coming to the East Coast, it's not easy. Especially, yes. I do agree with that. You that know rule. what I mean. And since the Celtics only won by a game-winning shot last weekend, or last yeah, last weekend by two, I think that the line will be probably right around there. I bet you it'll be Celtics minus between two to four, and I think Celtics are two points better than them. And then also being home, I. I think they. I think this is a game that they're not much better, but I think they covered. I all right. So here's my thought on this game, and I'm gonna actually challenge you on this one. Sure. So you said you said it's what two to four. You think it's gonna be? I actually. I bet, bet you it falls you, in there. I bet you it goes to about eight to ten and a half, somewhere in there. Thanks. No. What if I were to tell you that the spread is actually Boston minus seven and a half? Boom. I'm pretty close with eight. So with that being said. And I don't. And honestly, God, I don't have it in front of me. I'm going to challenge you with your 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 thought process and going from West Coast to East Coast. What did Boston just do? Where were they? They're ten. They're like 15 wins better than them, though. That's the thing. But where? No, answer my question. Where were they? Oh, they were just on the West Coast. <laughs> they were just on the West Coast. So they are, in fact, traveling home from the West oh, Coast. And Sacramento is going from West Coast to East Coast. So it's been like three days. Oh, don't make excuses. I'm just, no, I'm just and, I'm, last time they played was what Saturday? Same day, same day. They both played Monday. Monday. Mm-hmm. For mm-hmm. sure. Okay. You're saying then. So in, in that case, I'm not saying I like Sacramento. I'm just challenging you on that. Um, I know you're a Boston homer. Um, I just I'm not going to touch that game. I'm going all in on that one. Celtics. Of course you would. Of course you would. And then my last one that I'm going to touch this week or this uh, series is another West to East Coast is the LA Lakers having to go to Toronto. I think Toronto's getting ten points. Yep, that's my that's my pick of the day. Pick of the week. Pick um, of the week. Lakers, Lakers pick of the did week. play well in their last game to somewhat to at least get a win, but they're coming all the way to the West Coast or East Coast again. And um, they were just uh, in Chicago. Yep, gear fact straight. Come on. They were just in Chicago. They were just in Chicago? Yeah. LeBron, now I'll take over because it's my pick of the week. All right. (laughs) Toronto Rep, minus 10. All right. 48 and 20 at home against the Lakers. Now, my thought is this I just went on Monday, said LeBron James, tanking, tanking, minutes restriction, blah, blah, blah. He comes out. I bet the Bulls hard. I was all in on the Bulls, plus one. Guess what? Boom. LeBron plays 33 minutes. Drops thirty plus points, says, "Bake, fuck you." Yep. So I'm gonna double down on that and say he does not play over twenty five minutes in this game after he played twenty six the game before. <laughs> so, and I think Toronto's that much better 
than LA. I think Toronto's out to make a statement. Sure. I love Toronto minus 10. I would love Toronto minus 15 in this game if it gets that high, and it's not going to. Toronto minus 10, lock that in. How yeah, about, that's what I was saying. How about the over-under at 231? Um, I take the under. I don't think LA. I think Toronto scores one twenty, one twenty five, and LA doesn't even make it to triple digits. I I don't. So in other words, what I'm saying is I don't think LA can keep up with Toronto to cover the over. I agree. Plus the games in Canada, they use like the metric system. So actually, I think you got to take the under. And for the record, good for the record, the Lakers are second to last in the NBA at covering spreads against the spread, which is 27-39-1. A lot of stats. Read them and weep. All right, cool. I'm going with that one, too. That's basically what I said in the beginning, but you can go ahead. <laughs> uh, that's Nate, all I got for the NBA. Nate, you, Nate, you like any? You want me to go again? Uh, I don't have any NBA games. All right, I got one more game, then you can... Hit us with the hockey, then we'll give you our, our recap and picks, and then we'll get call it quits. Um, Denver Nuggets, minus 11 at home. There's two teams that I am I am big time on when it comes to home games, and that is Denver Nuggets and the Utah Jazz. Denver, 36-30 and 30 at home, minus 11 against uh, Dallas. And I just – Denver's a better team. Uh, flat out, minus 11, it's just – Think they're better. 44 20, and 22 overall record. Dallas 27 to 40. So you're taking Denver and then Utah? No, I, I'm saying I'm saying those are the two teams I like. I do like Utah. I don't have a spread on that. Do you gotcha. have a spread? I don't. Not in front of me. No, I don't I don't have a spread on Utah yet. It's not out yet. So um I'll definitely look at that. Check our Twitter for that. But Denver Nuggets, one of my favorite teams to take at home, regardless of how big the spread is. Utah, same thing. So my two picks for the NBA, barring the Utah Jazz line, is Toronto and Denver. All right. Works for me. Nate, Nate, finish this up. Uh, Hockey. Yeah. Yeah. Nashville King. Predators versus the uh, Los Angeles Kings. Now, I'm going to go on record before he even goes. I know zero about hockey in terms of betting. I know it's all money lines. I will never, ever chime in knowingly about this. So if I ever say something about hockey, you can just ignore me. That means I'm just talking to hear myself talk. All right, go ahead. Which you never do. This is true. <laughs> um, the Predators are money line minus 200. And... Parm, can you actually give your little rundown of that? Yeah, so, I mean, we're going to touch on this in a couple days or next time whenever baseball gets going. But long story short, obviously everyone knows that football and basketball are pretty similar in how you bet. But when you bet baseball and hockey, they're very similar in each other in that it's all money lines for the most part. Um, You don't bet if a team wins by five runs or four runs. You need to find value in whatever the money line is. So perfect example is I have a rule of thumb for baseball or hockey or whatever where uh, Tampa Bay Lightning is on the road at Detroit. Now, Tampa Bay is minus 390. So for every 100 that you risk, you're risking 390. But if you're the Red Wings, you find value in a team where um, you risk 100 to win 305. So the point is you just bet three or four of those a night where you're just clearly taking the underdogs, especially a home underdog. And then even if you lose two, you 
you made your money back with just winning one of them. So all you really got to do is go one and three, two and five, and you end up making out all right. I mean, if you can be 40% or 33%, that's pretty much what most people are. So, I mean, that's the way to do it. It's just finding value in any line. Yep. And here's the thing. You just don't get shocked into it. So if you see like Anaheim Ducks at plus 120 or something like that, like me, I'm in baseball, I like to be above 150, 160. Hockey, I like to keep it above 180. And I think if you can kind of flirt with those, I'm not saying you're going to win every time. You're obviously going to go through some hot streaks, some cold streaks. But I think if you stay right above that Mendoza line, you're probably going to make out all right. And the thing is you have to keep it consistent. You can't bet it 10 times and it wins seven times – or excuse me, loses seven times, you win three. And you're like, oh, well, this sucks. I'm not going to – you have to keep betting it continuously. It's like a, it's like a, a rotation. Exactly. So, I, yeah, I like it. This is probably one of the better lines right there. I, I like the, uh, yeah. Another reason I like this game, um, so it's five and a half goals. So Nashville's averaging two goals a game. Uh, the Kings are also averaging two. However, Pekka Rene is going to start for the Predators, who's kind of been a little skittish all season. <laughs> and Jonathan Quick is most likely going to be back for the Kings, who's giving up 3.3 goals a game. So basically you have two goalies who are less than stellar, who are giving up about three goals a game. So so you're saying anything could happen. I get what you're saying. Yeah. I'm, I think six goals it happens, um, and I think go just go Kings. Yeah, right. I like it. I like it. So cool. I think – I think we finished up today's podcast, uh, episode two of In the Hole Sport Podcast, with our our picks that, that we find final or we, we kind of recap. So I want to recap my picks um, real quick. Then then Nate or Parm can, and then Nate or Parm, whoever wants to go after me, uh, I'll kind of lead the way. Though um, my first pick was Georgetown. I like Georgetown. I also like Virginia. Uh, both those games, college-wise, I will definitely tweet out some more. So follow us on Twitter. We'll, we'll make sure we say that again at the end of this podcast. But Georgetown, Virginia, I also like in the NBA Nuggets. Pending Jazz right now, waiting for a line for the play of the week. My play of the day, my, my get you out of the whole pick is going to be Raptors minus 10 at home. Lock it up. There it is. That's Who wants to go next? Um, I was going to say, I only got two college ones. I'm going to take the Virginia under, um, and the, they're playing NC state. I'm going to take uh UVM, not till Saturday. We'll tweet that one out with a couple others probably tomorrow. Um, I'm not only taking UVM money line, I'm taking UVM with whatever the spread is, parlay those two together. Um, and then in the NBA, I am taking, um, I'm going to take here. Cleveland getting points at Orlando. I'm going to take Boston, probably minus around seven versus Sacramento. And then I'm going with Bakes as well as taking Toronto home minus about 10 to 10 and a half versus LA. So those are mine. All right. Nate? Uh, yeah, I got the, the under for the Penn State Minnesota game, the under for Creighton and Xavier. Um, I'm going to throw this one out, too. East Carolina versus Wichita State. I think that's going over 138.5 points, so uh, take the over. Okay. 
Okay. And then Predators Kings, I think, take LA money line and take the over five and a half. There you go. You have it. All right. That that's gonna conclude episode two. Um, check our Twitter again. Uh, if you if you don't remember it, check the beginning of our podcast for our Twitter handle at on Podbean. I T H Sport Podcast. That's at I T H Sport Podcast. And uh, <laughs> yeah, that's those are those are our picks. Check check our check our Twitter for more more games. Good luck to all of you. Remember, you are bet gambling at your own risk. But hopefully you take ours, and hopefully we can we can get you out of the hole. All right? Yeah, and uh, check on after what we'll probably have another one dropping around Tuesday or Wednesday of next week, and that will be a little bit easier for us because we'll actually have the seedings and we'll probably have the lines for the tournament, so that way we'll be a little more organized and uh, everyone will have a little bit more time to prepare for it. So keep keep tuned. All right, peace See out, everybody. See you. See you.